Thank you, John, for that. Now, I want to go to uh, Kieran Taylor, who's from Galway, uh, but Sightless Cinema presenting their tour, indeed, of the play in uh, in the dark, indeed. Uh, but uh, Kieran joins me on the line today. Kieran, good morning to you. Good to talk to you. Hello, how are you, Keith? Good, good, good to talk to you. Thanks indeed for taking our call uh, today. Talk to me about Sightless Cinema. This is a lovely project. It's a magic project, really. Yeah, so um, the idea is that um, I create uh, audio plays or radio dramas that uh, we present in public and listening events with groups of blind and visually impaired people um, in a collaborative arts project. So it's been running since about 2014 um, and it's going from strength to strength and we've we've, um, now established three different branches and uh, this is our first national tour so it's our first time coming to Galway uh, with one of our shows. Um, and again, it's the magic. It's the magic of the um, the the audio, um, and then that you know, radio plays are, are very special because the audience then makes up their own mind and creates their own pictures and movements and that. But then to bring it as a show, yeah. then to bring it as a show to a location, and uh, that's even extra special because will they be on the stage in the dark, or will will there be a light on them on the stage? Uh, no, the the auditorium will be quite dark. So we're doing it in the um, the town hall theatre. Have booked us, but um, because of the nature of the event, and uh, we're we're bringing it to the Michalalli Theatre in Druid Lane, there off off Key Street, um, which is a lovely old old theatre in in the old warehouse there. So the audience and um, are are placed in the centre of the room, and uh, they can wear a blindfold, and then the the actors uh, are placed all around them. So it's like surround sound, but it's done in analog so you know up to this we have uh, done a lot of um uh stuff where we have recorded in surround sound and played it back in cinema systems so that the audience is sort of in the middle of the action with no pictures but just with uh sound but this one is all live so we're recreating that surround sound atmosphere but in the room so there's it's a it's it's a small audience it's an audience of 50 and the actors are all around them and they're also making all the sound effects so we have a lot of um Foley equipment, so you know, like the old-fashioned um, radio plays that they used to do live on yeah, air. You know, yeah. where when the, we open a door, we have a little half door that we open, and uh, when somebody walks on gravel, they're walking in a gravel pit, and we have a special machine for making wind, and um, so all, all all the sounds that are happening in the play are created live for you on the spot. So um, it's an amazing experience, actually. Yeah, as you say. Um, you know, it's the, it really triggers the imagination. So it's a bit, a bit like reading a book. You know, you, you're hearing the sounds, but you're imagining the pictures yourself. Um, and then people have a lot to talk about afterwards because they sort of compare what, do they, how do they imagine the story happening? But um, we also find the audience are really uh, get involved. You know, it's like sort of almost they go into a trance. You know, with their eyes closed for you know 45 minutes or an hour, um, and uh, they really, really go into their imagination. And I suppose, you know, if you're listening to radio drama, often you're in the car or uh, you might be <clears throat> doing the ironing at home, you know. But here uh, you can just concentrate on listening. And it's, an, it's a really beautiful experience, actually. Do you know, it really kind of brings it right back to the rawness of, of where theatre started, because theatre started on the wireless. Um, well, it didn't, sorry. But I mean, it really does kind of, it, it pairs it right back, so it does, uh, Kieran. Yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose like, um, uh, 
when when that when the technology of the wireless was invented, you know, people used to gather around the the old sets, you know, and uh, we're sort of recreating that atmosphere of having a, making a, an event of it, you know, that people actually gather together to listen, you know, and um, that's I think that's really powerful because I like I'm I'm a theatre maker originally, so I really love the interaction with the audience and the fact that people actually come together, um, and also I mean the stories are um, for this particular show, like we create all sorts of mad comedies and tragedies and different stories but this one is really about um the people who are involved so there's there's five sort of central stories and they're all about um sort of key moments in people's lives as they were going blind um so uh, there's some quite dramatic moments in there but there's a, there's a lot of sort of hope as well as like how, how people have sort of bounced back yeah. um and 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 deal with with you know what 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 blindness happening in different ways so, I mean, there's one story where a guy, he was sort of losing his sight and he had an operation on his cataracts and, or on his, um, on, on his eyes. And uh, he, he, got, he got vision back, but then it went again on him, you know, and just how he had to deal with that. But um, as I say, there's, it's, it's, there's five different stories. The show moves along really quickly and there's lots of sound. There's live music all the way through. Um, we've... Uh, taken on a musician to replace our original musician so Dylan Tonch Jones who's a, an amazing jazz guitarist is uh, is playing live all the way through um, so yeah it's, it's it's a really unique experience and it's, it's gone down really well um, when we did it before so we were doing this national tour we got backing from um, Rethink Ireland who are um, yeah. a social innovation fund and, and, and so this is to do with like you know, partly with disability awareness, but also um, cultural participation, you know, and so on. So it's, it's. Um, but w- what we do is we like, we would create a professional production uh, all uh, around these ideas, you know, and uh, this one, uh, this one has got, gone really well. So I'm really delighted to be bringing it to Galway. Good. But the, yeah, so, but I mean, the cast then themselves are people uh, that have suffered with sight loss. Um, so for, yeah, for, for them, yeah. for them, Kieran, it must be challenging. I mean, if they're up on the on the on the chairs or the seats in in uh, the McLally Theatre, and they have to go on the ground for the gravel, and they have to open the half door and make do the sound effects as well. I mean, it's it's a challenge for them, but a lovely challenge when it comes together. Yeah, absolutely. And you find, I suppose, that um, for blind people, um, sound is really important for them for navigating, you know, and staying safe. You know, it's like you're ma- if you imagine if you're if yeah, you're yeah. blind or have limited vision, you, you really need to listen out for for dangers. Uh, but this is this project really helps people to look at sound as a as a creative um, uh, tool. So their awareness of sound, you know, goes into the plays, uh, but it's done in a in a creative way, and it's about creating uh, an imaginative space for the audience so so the audience really imagine they're in the middle of the action and and by having the actors all around you know the conversations are happening from one side of the room to the other and the audience are in the middle so they really feel like they're right in the middle of the action you know um and so yeah so i mean it's 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 just it, 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 the the unique perspective of 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 the people who are blind really really adds something to the whole production you know and how it's put together but for them it must give them great confidence because if, for the, for them you know, if you if you're if you have a fully sighted um, performer, it's one thing. But because they have to be careful of where they step and how they go and how they go about it, uh, for them it must be just a wonderful experience to just to enjoy the the, the freedom to do this and be part of it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's the way it's the way um, for 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 them to be involved in live performance. So there is there is a certain amount of movement. So you so that you hear the voices they're coming from different places. But it, it, you know they're not moving all the time. Um, so so it's it's designed in a way that it's it that it's uh, can be done safely. But absolutely, it's it's a huge challenge. And this group have really uh, risen to it. And I mean, everyone who says that it's just it, they're really authentic performances. You know, because they're and and the stories are. Coming from their own experiences as well, um, and and they, you know, they, ultimately they have a really sort of lighthearted attitude because you know sometimes you just have to uh, grin and bear it and get on with things. And there's a great there's great humour in it as well, you know. Um, but absolutely, it gives a huge sense of satisfaction and the idea of inclusion and the idea that you know that. Um, you know, p- people who are sometimes marginalised, that they're actually right there in the centre. They're they're performing in the in the in the professional theatres, and they're and they're bringing something to audiences. You know, they're they're offering something really positive um, for audiences. And yeah, it has it has it has great side effects. I call them. Uh, you know, in terms of people's um, sense of inclusion and uh, you know just empowerment and confidence, as you say. Um, again, you've you've picked lovely locations. So you're starting. Um on the 1st of March at 3 o'clock at the Hugh Lane Gallery in Dublin. On the 6th of March at 8pm, you're going to be in the McLally Theatre. And they can go to tht.ie or they can ring them on 0915-69777. Uh, on the 7th of March at 7.30pm, in the Solistus Arts Centre in Navan. And on the 14th of March at 7 o'clock, you're in the Arts Centre in Port Leisure there as well. So, I mean, they're all intimate surroundings, um, so it's yeah, really yeah. and we've actually added a date we're going to Wexford as well on the 21st to the Wexford Arts Centre uh, which should be really nice as well yeah and we're actually we're starting tonight I'm actually in the Hugh Lane Gallery now <laughs> so I'm just trying to speak a bit quietly uh, but uh, we're setting up for the first show is on this evening and we have a second one then tomorrow in the Hugh Lane and then and then off to Galway next week so, so we're really looking forward to uh, you know there's there's 13 in the cast so it's, it's, it's a big production to bring that many that many people who are blind on tour you know uh, I, I doubt if it's ever been done before in Ireland so uh, we're uh, we're really excited to, to give it a go so tonight's from the 29th of Feb which is today the, the leap year as we know yeah. uh, 7 o'clock in the Hugh Lane Gallery is that sold out at this stage? Uh, I think it nearly is yeah I think there were a couple of tickets left tomorrow is sold out and um, Galway uh, was close to sold out so uh, yeah you don't want to hurry if you get the last few tickets there yeah I, I think I think it's a lot more of that should be done indeed um, it's, it, like we have Blue Teapot uh, Theatre Company here in Galway and um, yes. again they, they, they work with a beautiful group of people and just to see the quality of their work um it's a challenge for all, for all. It's for those that are teaching and those that are acting. It's a challenge for all, but they do it with such grace and such beauty that it's. Uh, I just love to see people that would maybe not get the chance in in general exactly. theatre. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I think to give somebody like that a a chance in life, I think is just wonderful. So it is. And uh, once you once you finish on the twenty first of March in Wexford, then will you will you park it then for that? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see now because um, this show we we started it in twenty twenty two when we did two runs and they all sold out and people said you know bring it back so so who knows we might we might, we might bring this on tour again but meanwhile we're we're producing all the time so like last year in November um, we created a production so we, we the um, site the cinema has been running in Dublin in in South Dublin based in Tala for um, a number of years but we've set up new groups in in Navan actually in the Falstaff Arts Centre and in Leash in Port Leash. 
and and we actually brought those three groups together to create a production of surround sound recordings and then a live play and we had 25 blind people on stage with um, Steve Wickham uh, playing fiddle doing oh, yeah. uh, music live as well that was in November and we toured that to um, to uh, three venues as well with with help from the Arts Council so so this is this is growing so we'll be back the idea is hopefully that um, you know we'll, be, we'll build an audience in, in Galway and uh, you know uh, we'll, we'll be able to maybe tour some of our other productions because uh, we've yeah we've been producing something new every year for about seven years years now so uh, they, 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 once people get involved they really want to keep on going so uh, so um, you know they're very prolific Absolutely um, but again just to, so 6th of March indeed 8pm in the Mickleley Theatre in Galway but you can book through the uh, Town Hall Theatre on 091569 777 it's going to be magical so it is keep in contact with us uh, Kieran, and again all the team in Sightless Cinema uh, presenting indeed in the dark and uh, we wish you the very best to look with it it sounds magical and uh, just br- to me brings back memories of many years ago uh, listening indeed to uh, radio plays except you'll be doing it in a beautiful location uh, in the yeah. uh, in, in, in the Druid facility there really will be in the McLally Theatre by the way thanks to Philippe you commandeered his phone so you did Kieran Taylor today yeah, to talk I to did. me I did yes 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 we had technical uh, issues yeah yeah so <laughs> Philippe is, our, is our, our, our stage manager and lighting designer he's now um, your communications yeah, no, director great as well. to talk to you and uh, um, uh, sure maybe we might even see you there next week Listen, uh, if, if I can get out of something on the 6th, I'd love to, but I'm, I'm already yeah. in something. Listen, lovely to talk to you, and thanks for joining us uh, today on the program. Again, Great further stuff. details from the Town Hall Theatre on 569-777, if you want to get further details. Dave O'Connell mentioned Sally O'Brien and the way she might look at you. And, you know, we found this little bit. I'll only play a little bit of it for you, but here it is. What I miss about home is the rain and the greenness and the pint of harp. And the evening before us, and friends coming in, and the pint of harp, and Sally O'Brien and the way she might look at you, and joining the... Doesn't that just bring back wonderful memories, and uh, to Dave O'Connell, the start of that now with the Connick Tribune, and I could play it after 11 o'clock because you can't mention the rink. I don't even harp still available. You can't mention drink before 11 o'clock. We're back with ours to protect and some fabulous music coming the way from a young man called Jamie McIntyre. Welcome to Ars Protector, me, John Morley. Coming up on the programme today, we speak to Jacqueline Dernan, the Community Investment Manager for Goa Wind Park, about financially empowering communities to support climate action. If you want to get a comment into the programme, you can do our text and WhatsApp number, that's 0863833553. Email comments at goaibayfm.ie or arsprotect at goaibayfm.ie. Phone reception on 091770077. All this plus lots, lots more coming up on Ars Protect. And do feel free to get more information on this initiative by Commissioner Mon and the IBI on arsprotect.ie, where you can take the ecological footprint calculator. Stay with us. And a very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Jacqueline Dernan, who is the Community Investment Manager for Galway Wind Park. Jacqueline, good morning. 
Good morning, Don. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, talk to us about this fund, Jacqueline. I know that SSC Renewables and Greencoat Renewables have launched this €300,000 Galway Wind Park uh, Major Projects Fund. Tell me a bit about it. So the Galway Wind Park, um, it's, as you said, it's co-owned by SSE Renewables and Greencoats. And yesterday we launched our major projects fund. Um, it's going to close on Friday the 12th of April at 5pm. So I'd encourage anyone who's intending to apply not to wait to the last minute and to get in early. But uh, we had a virtual session yesterday evening and it was really well attended. We had almost 40 community members joining in to find out about the fund. Um, it's part of a, our overall community benefit fund, which is associated with Galway Wind Park and it's the largest of its kind in the country. We invest almost 400,000 per year um, between our scholarship programme. This opens in September every year and we're actually in our fifth year. Um, and we've supported 100 local students as they start out in their careers. And then we have a local fund and then our major projects fund. Um, the local fund, it opens in the late spring each year for smaller projects. And we've supported almost 400 projects up to the value of 1.5 million. And then the major projects, we've had two rounds already and this is our third round it opens every two years uh, for larger projects um, and these projects must be deliverable within 20 months and the aim is to empower the community to create transformational projects within 10 kilometres of Galway Wind Park and to help support the community to transition to a sustainable community um, and then projects within five kilometres of the wind farm are, are scored higher than projects within 10 kilometres but once your project delivers a benefit within 10 kilometres you're eligible to apply. And what type of projects can be supported? Are there is there a climate focus to it? Yes, so we supported seven projects so far, um, uh, up to 600,000. So they've been sort of sports facilities, outdoor recreation and training and upskilling facilities, but they've all had an undertone of the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So the priority this year will be for projects that are linked to number seven, which is affordable clean energy, number 11, which is sustainable cities and communities, and number 13, which is climate action. So what do we mean by that? Um, by number seven, affordable energy and clean energy, that might be transitioning away from... Um, oil and gas into heat pumps, um, solar panels, PV panels, battery panels, uh, LED lights, solar powered lights, anything that reduces the carbon uh, footprint, but also the in, in improves the financial sustainability for a group. And then climate action like um, polytunnels and educational programs around climate and um, reducing your, your carbon footprint, projects like that. And then within sustainable cities and communities, that's about inclus inclusivity about ensuring that every service is, is accessible to every member of our community. It's a great initiative and I suppose, have you seen much interest locally or, or how is that? Are you expecting much take up? Yeah, so so the last time we opened, um, we received requests up to 700,000. Now the fund's 300,000, so we couldn't support them all. But that 700,000 was to deliver project values of in excess of 1.5 million. So we had 40, uh, almost 40 people on the call yesterday evening and 20 of them indicated they plan to apply this year. So we'll be busy. <laughs> but um, as I was outlining to them, the importance of, um, we don't want to waste anybody's time. So we want to make sure they're ready to apply this year. The fund's not going anywhere if their project's not ready they should wait until 2026 so to be ready you need to be able to um hit the ground running so if you need planning permission or if you don't have your lease in place or things any obstacles to starting a project if you're secure if you secure funding you need to make sure all of those are in place before you apply but also 
you need to be able to show value for money and how your project is going to have local impact on the ground um, and also how there's been community involvement that the community actually want this um, and that they're, they're they're rowing in behind you and helping to build this project and develop the project and then as I said about financial sustainability how will this project continue after the grant runs out so while yes you may need a big influx at the start you need to show in your application how you plan to keep it going into the future. I think it's a great outreach project from the Galway Wind Park. How did it come about? Um, well, SSE Renewables and Greencoats, we, we've always had an ethos of sharing the um, the economic value of our, our assets and we like to return, um, return and leave a community in a better place than when we arrived. So it's something we've always done across all our, our, our wind uh, farms across uh, Scotland, Ireland and England and um, it's something we feel really strongly about. And wind energy, it's obviously a big part in terms of the environment and, and moving to more greener energy. But a lot of this fund is helping other forms of environmental improvement as well. Yeah, def- definitely. Like the project, one of the projects that was successful in both rounds of the major projects was Ross Cahill Wood. Um, it's a 1.74 kilometre loop trail. And in, in both rounds, they applied to upgrade or develop almost 800, 900 metres of trail in each section. So the full 1.74 has been upgraded um, by the major projects fund. And this is a pivotal community asset, uh, especially for the residents of Dune East and West, because it offers not only safe walking trails, but it's a community hub. They meet there, they hold community events. It's a hazard free route for residents to connect different parts of the community where footpaths don't exist. Um, And then it also encourages a greener lifestyle. Um, It reduces the reliance on cars and people go out with their, they cycle, they walk, they go out with the buggies. And it, it symbolizes a really good blend of safety, environmental stewardship, education and social cohesion and most importantly it enhances the quality of life for the community in Moscow. It's a great initiative just give us that date that they have to apply for again so Friday the 12th of April, um, 5pm. Don't wait until the last minute. But um, if anyone would like more information, they can email me on GWP, so Galway Wind Park, gwp.communityfund at sse.com or visit our website, sserenewables.com forward slash Galway Wind Park Major Projects with an S. Um, and we will have another information session soon if anyone needs more information. Brilliant. Jacqueline Dernan, the Community Investment Manager for Galway Wind Park, thank you for joining us on Ours to Protect. Thank you, John. And I believe Keith has, uh, to his listeners, to me, to, uh, announced he'll be leaving up, finishing up soon. So we want to wish him every success on his retirement and encourage you all to get out and explore some of the projects we've supported by Galway Wind Park. And that is all from this week's edition of Ours to Protect. Join us next Thursday at half past 11 for more environmental programming. <laughs> Ours to Protect, brought to you by Galway Bay FM, the IBI, and funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Check out ourstoprotect.ie for more info. Uh, this is my new single, Not Nothing. Staying up till midnight Hoping that you'll call I hate what this feels like You're breaking down my walls Tell me all your stories I'll try not to fall Your love is like a blanket 
keeping my heart warm Maybe you, you and I We just met at the wrong time Cause now I'm feeling love again How do I pretend we're not lovers We're not friends, but we're not nothing Now I'm feeling love again One, tell my friends That we're not lovers We're not friends But we're not nothing And we're not lovers We're not friends But we're not nothing Oh, we're not nothing Maybe you're not ready It kind of scares me Cause those I've loved have gone I thought you were heartless Maybe I was wrong I'll call you in the winter I hope that's not too long Cause maybe Cause now I'm feeling love again How do I pretend we're not lovers We're not friends, but we're not nothing Oh, oh now I'm feeling love again One, tell my friends that we're not lovers We're not friends, but we're not nothing Cause now I'm feeling We're not friends, but we're not nothing Cause now I'm feeling love again One, tell my friends That we're not lovers, we're not friends But we're not nothing That is 22-year-old singer-songwriter from Currafin in County Go, Jamie McIntyre, and he sits up to me today. Jamie, morning to you. That is something else. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a, it's a song I'm very proud of. It's been months in the works. It's finally, finally out. Thank God. Delighted. Where? Just, I mean, where did you get the inspiration for that? I mean, it's. Yeah. You have a lovely style, but I was listening to the words, um, and it's very special. Yeah, no, it is. Like, I kind of just, a lot of the songs I write are through experiences and stuff, but, like, I will obviously make up a bit more of a story, but that song was just, I was just in a situation with somebody where I felt um, as though we weren't something proper, like, you know mm. what I mean? Like, so... Um, yeah, I kind of it was just a bit of a confusion in the moment. Hadn't been in that situation before with somebody, and then I just I knew this song was coming for like a week. I get a thing; it's really weird in my head where I'm like, I know I'm going to write a good song if for like a week before I feel a song brewing. It's something; it's it's a weird thing in my head. And for like two weeks, I was like, I'm going to write a song soon that's going to be good. And then it was this one, 
and um, I actually played it for the girl that I wrote it about and stuff and she loved it and she was like that's your best tune like get that wow. out so um, that's some so, yeah. vote of confidence isn't it yeah I know I don't know where it kind of came from but it's yeah. just I don't know I do back my music like and I love the stories that are behind it because like they mean something to me but like even like sharing it through things like TikTok and like just people hearing it in general like people will have their own interpretation of it yeah. so it's nice that people some people have a completely different version of a story than the one that was originally I, written about I just like your style I like your style yeah, we'll, come back you. To, yes, we'll, we'll come back to your style in a minute yeah um, you're heading to Paris so you are um, this week um, and this is the opportunity of a lifetime yeah. because you're going to be performing in Paris with Gavin James how did this come about, can I ask you, Jamie McIntyre? So basically, yeah, so obviously it's a crazy opportunity. I'm delighted. I can't wait for it. And um, it kind of came about, there was, I saw an ad on TikTok there a few weeks or a few months ago. Just said, you know what, I'm going to apply for it. I kind of apply for a lot of things like that. If I see like an ad for yeah. opening for someone or for, you know, playing live shows, I kind of just try to stick my my hat in the ring. But um, but yeah, no, I, they, I kind of, his manager got on to me and asked me had I applied for it, that they were looking for my application. And then, uh, they couldn't find it, so he said to me, "Do you apply just there so we can have a look?" I'm with Gavin at the moment. I was like, "Yeah, I was with my granny at the mo at the time." So I got this call, and I knew who it was straight away, and I jumped up, and uh, my poor granny nearly had a heart attack. She was sitting there like laughing, not really knowing what was going on, and but uh, I've explained it to her since, and she's delighted. But um, but yeah, so then I went another week without hearing anything, and then got an email from a man called Cullum who worked with Three Ireland, and uh, he kind of worked in setting everything up and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he just said to me, what times are you available just in case you get picked? He kind of really emphasized that like there was still candidates there to be picked. But I think I think it was already picked that I was going, but he just wanted to see my availability and stuff. And then he goes, will you ring me? I'll give you a call tomorrow, whatever time. Rang me and then it was Gavin James on the phone. And I was just like, oh my God, like what? <laughs> But he had followed you, hadn't he? He had kept yeah, he yeah. was keeping an eye on you, so he was. He followed me, yeah. I've been doing TikTok for four years now, since I was 18. Um, and I've just been putting out like three videos a day, just trying to get myself out a there. A day? A day, yeah, yeah. It's like, just like clips. It's handy because I can go live now and it'll save the whole live. Mm. Like, so there's, I have a two and a half hour clip that I'll chop up into 30 bits and then I'll chop that down to maybe 15 and then that's my post for the next five days. Oh. So it's like, it's handy like with stuff like that, but like back then I didn't have that, so I was just recording stuff all the time. But um, I think I recorded... I think I might have sang one of his songs or something and then he just like I got people to tag him in the comments mm -hmm. he saw it he commented he just said oh you're class man well done keep going and then um, I think he followed me then and then like every so often over the last four years he'd drop a comment here and there and it's kind of nice to see like someone like that recognise you and then be like right I'm doing the right thing so let's just oh. keep going so. so you're tickling yourself or pinching yourself otherwise uh, yeah no, you're, going, you're going in your own with a colleague indeed because he's uh, yeah. you're, you're doing one night in Paris and then your colleague is doing a yeah, he's doing the second he's night. He's doing another night. Yeah, so it's Don as his name. He's from Tipperary, and he's he's been doing music a lot longer than me, and a lot harder than me for um, a long time. So he deserves this opportunity as well, yeah. like so much. Like he's, he's made. But you've given it your all. I mean, you you worked very hard when you were in St. Charles, so you were, and you were in uh, Phantom of the Opera, and you played the Phantom. I did. Yeah, yeah. That was that. I I haven't actually done a show, a musical theatre show since. Um. So I won a Gums Award for that in NUIG. And um, yeah, so like it was, it was, it was a really good experience. Yeah. And I kind of, ex I kind of thought when I went to NUI that I would, uh, I'm currently doing my degree there, that I would do more musical theatre. But I just never really, I kind of fell into the more busking side of things and writing. And then I kind of COVID came, and yeah. You know, so I haven't really done a show since. But I, I think it's a good thing though. I mean, you've got your, um, 
Children's studies under your belt now at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Two months left. If two months yeah. left. We won't fight over two months. Exactly. And we yeah. won't report you for heading to Paris. No, 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 no. Um, but and then you're you're out of education, so you can then decide really what you want to do from there once you've got your yeah, degree yeah. under your belt. Hundred percent. No, I know. Like I, I have had a plan for the last kind of year where I want to move to London in January 2025. Um, so I'm kind of gonna. I was gonna go to America with my friends in summer and stuff, but then I was like, done that last year. Had my fun. It's time to kind of just like. The degree is done now, so it's time to be a, an adult. It's time to chase this properly. So I'm going to stay, hopefully, in Ireland for the next year, maybe. Um, probably won't be January I go, just mm-hmm. get my money together and then see how the music's going online and stuff and then move and, over there. And is London the place to be for your type of music? I think so, yeah. There's a lot of producers I know over there and a lot of buskers that do very well over there. So it's kind of like, I suppose, like with Galway, like I love Galway, love being from Galway, and I love the music scene in Galway. I think it's the best in Ireland, like a million percent. Um, but I just think like for the opportunity for taking it to the next level yeah. of like where I want to be I do probably have to leave the country which is like unfortunate because I love being from here and I love the musical aspect and everything about it but it's just like to take my music where I want it to be I feel like I need to be in that environment where I can do that yeah. and not like I love gigging and go like I've emphasised that enough but like it's just you have to kind of have to go at some point too mm. and actually properly chase it but but this event, indeed, in Paris with Gavin James, I mean, is going to bring a lot of notoriety to you. Yeah, no, of course. More yeah, notoriety. Yeah. You're successful as you are. Thank you, yeah. But this is this is kind of it. This is it. And maybe yeah. if London, London, this is a father in me now, but London's expensive. Yeah. No, of course. Um, but again, it's just, you've got a break in this. And mm. one more, two more breaks and you're up there with exactly, Gavin. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people have said that to me as well, that they're like, a lot of people I suppose who weren't aren't like with the music head that I have for like what I'm doing and stuff like kind of saying to me oh yeah this is it now you don't even have to like now you're sorted and I'm kind of like um, like like you said there like it is like two or three breaks away which is like yeah. the correct way of what I'm thinking as well but like people are like to me oh this is it now you have it and I'm like no no this is where the hard work starts even harder and like uh, to get the next two slots like you said there and to push on from there but like no I, I'm under no illusion I, this is like the biggest opportunity I've ever had and mm. it's like it's one well, I'm I mean I've, I've heard about you I've been told about you I sat with you for 15-20 minutes before you came into studio yeah um, and you know you're not awash with money you know yeah. so yeah it's it's a tough gig I mean the music industry is not simple yeah of course like, so you got the call to go but to get the air for it together must have been tough enough. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, you know, but they luckily they sorted everything for me and stuff. Mm. I kinda said to them on the phone, I was like, I don't have enough to go there. Like just because yeah. like it's just as a musician, you might have a gig one night and you might have nothing then for the next two weeks. So it's yeah. like kind of one of those at the moment now I'm doing a lot better than I ever have with gigs. I have regular gigs in town and stuff, which is great. But um it's kinda like you're watching a lot of people my age, especially when you're chasing a dream and like an, a pos- I always call it a crazy dream because it is a crazy dream. You have to be a bit delusional to to chase it. But um, but like I'll see a lot of people my age who will have more money than me. They'll have they'll be working these jobs and doing all this stuff, and I might have to suffer like that for a while. Where I'm but you're of, following your dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like that's that's the reward out of it. Like the reward I've gotten in the last week from the Gavin James has literally been the best week of my life. Like I I haven't had a moment where I'm sitting there like. Mm-hmm thinking about anything negative it's all positive it's all amazing and how are your mom and dad and family about this they're delighted yeah absolutely delighted like you know like obviously they've they've known i've wanted this for years and years i think for a long time it was just a hobby 
that like I wanted to be something bigger but I didn't know how and then like once I started doing that they believed in it. and they, they, they like they're over the moon for me like they're delighted I have a video on TikTok of my mom um, me telling my mom that I got it and stuff because oh, wow. I told her initially I didn't get it um, yeah. because I was like alright I want to get a video or something I want to get her reaction because I think it'll be funny like and yeah. Um, I didn't tell her for like an hour and I was like I was trying to act all sad and be like oh I didn't get it like, she was so sure I had it like you're bold yeah, yeah. so um, yeah that has like 20,000 views she's not too happy about uh, about that but like because she's just sitting in bed when I told her but um, but she's delighted though that I got the opportunity like she she like listens to his music Gavin's music and stuff too so yeah. like mm. she thinks it's great like all my family are happy out and come here go back to Granny that you were with when you got the call from Gavin James yeah. that you jumped up and grabbed the phone um, <laughs> what's Granny's name what's your, on which side of the family Mary that's my, that's my dad's mom so she's yeah. uh, Mary McIntyre. Mary McIntyre. Yeah. Where where is she living as well in Corfin? She she's uh, in Galway. Yeah, she lives in in town in the city, and she's from Kerry initially. Like, but I I remember, I remember telling her it was the funniest thing ever because she hadn't a clue what like Gavin she hadn't James. A clue. Yeah, she was like, is he on the telly? How do I find him and stuff? And I was like, no, no, he is. Yeah, and like I kind of explained to her what it was, but like. I was so because I was with her when I got the first call. So like I was completely in the unknown, hadn't a clue what was going on. Yeah, hadn't a clue if I get it or not. And I remember I went to actually. Yeah, so I was playing nine aside that night just with a few of my friends and lads from college and stuff. And I was like, lads, I had my phone in the goal. I was like, if that phone rings, you give it to me straight away. And they were all unchecked, like the phone. Have you got a call? Have you got a call? And I was like, no, I hadn't got a call in for the week. But um, it was funny just seeing people's reactions to it. Yeah, and how they um. Did you go down to Granny McIntyre and tell her now? Oh, I've gone down is? since. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen her. I've seen her since. Yeah, she's delighted. Yeah, she's over the moon. She's telling everyone, and yeah, she's delighted. Proud, proud Granny. Ah, she's really proud. Yeah, because I've heard like she's the same like same way as my dad. Like she's very like like she'll always ask me how was my college going and stuff, and that's like she thinks that that's kind of like the Fresh should butter. be the main focus, which yeah. is, which like a lot of people said it should be, and I can see why they think that too, but like. For mine, obviously, it isn't. But um, just to get through it now and just make everyone proud in that sense, and then do the music properly, then you know. Listen, congratulations to you, and um, good luck in safe travelling uh, to Paris. Because as as we are broadcasting this, you will be in the air on the way to Paris. I will be. Uh, yeah. And just enjoy enjoy every minute of it, and uh, just enjoy life. You yeah. seem like a very stable young man. I have to say, Thank you having very spent much. time just a, a few minutes with you, uh, you seem to be very grounded, very stable, and. Granny McIntyre and Daddy McIntyre and Mammy McIntyre should be very happy with you oh, yeah. and the rest of them as well. Well done to you. And pop into sneak get back and let's let us know how you get on. Excellent for having me. thank you indeed for joining us. Jamie McIntyre from Corafin there. <laughs> what a wonderful young man, I have to say. His family should be very, very proud of him. And he's going to go a long way and he's very talented as well. And I did look at the uh, TikTok video of his mom. She was in bed when he told her. She used flowery language, not something that I could broadcast, but I would fully agree with her. She called him a little you-know-what for pretending that he didn't get the gig at all. So well done to him, and we look forward to uh, talking to him when he comes back uh, from Paris as well. That is it for today. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll come to you live from Flannery's Hotel. We're doing Community Matters for Renmore tomorrow. We have a fabulous programme. John has put a lot of work into it. Fabulous programme, though, ready for you tomorrow. So live from 9 o'clock, we'll be in the bar in Flannery's Hotel. We'll be the first customers tomorrow morning. Talk to you then. John produced. Siobhan took your comments from yours. Really, Keith Finnegan. Until tomorrow, stand by for Ronan.